Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18. Plus. Section 5 of Grandma Knight's Tales. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. She was good for nothing. The mayor stood at the open window. He looked smart for his shirt frill, in which he had stuck a breast pin, and his ruffles were very fine. He had shaved his chin uncommonly smooth, although he had cut himself slightly, and had stuck a piece of newspaper over the place. Hark ye, youngster, cried he. The boy to whom he spoke was no other than the son of a poor washerwoman, who was just going past the house. He stopped and respectfully took off his cap. The peak of this cap was broken in the middle, so that he could easily roll it up and put it in his pocket. He stood before the mayor in his poor but clean and well-mended clothes, with heavy wooden shoes on his feet, looking as humble as if it had been the king himself. "'You are a good and civil boy,' said the mayor. "'I suppose your mother is busy washing the clothes down by the river, "'and you are going to carry that thing to her that you have in your pocket. "'It is very bad for your mother. "'How much have you got in it?' "'Only half a quartern,' stammered the boy, in a frightened voice. "'And she has had just as much this morning already?' "'No, it was yesterday.' replied the boy. Two halves make a whole, said the mayor. She's good for nothing. What a sad thing it is with these people. Tell your mother she ought to be ashamed of herself. Don't you become a drunkard, but I expect you will, though. Poor child. There, go now. The boy went on his way with his cap in his hand, while the wind fluttered his golden hair till the locks stood up straight. He turned round the corner of the street into the little lane that led to the river, where his mother stood in the water by her washing bench, beating the linen with a heavy wooden bar. The floodgates at the mill had been drawn up, and as the water rolled rapidly on, the sheets were dragged along by the stream, and nearly overturned the bench, so that the washerwoman was obliged to lean against it to keep it steady. I have been very nearly carried away, she said. It is a good thing that you are come, for I want something to strengthen me. It is cold in the water, and I have stood here six hours. Have you brought anything for me? The boy drew the bottle from his pocket, and the mother put it to her lips and drank a little. Ah, 
how much good that does and how it warms me she said it is as good as a hot meal and not so dear drink a little my boy you look quite pale you are shivering in your thin clothes and autumn has really come oh how cold the water is i hope i shall not be ill but no i must not be afraid of that give me a little more and you may have a sip too but only a sip you must not get used to it my poor dear child she stepped up to the bridge on which the boy stood as she spoke and came on shore the water dripped from the straw mat which she had bound round her body and from her gown i work hard and suffer pain with my poor hands said she but i do it willingly that i may be able to bring you up honestly and truthfully my dear boy at the same moment a woman rather older than herself came towards them she was a miserable-looking object lame of one leg and with a large false curl hanging down over one of her eyes which was blind this curl was intended to conceal the blind eye but it made the defect only more visible she was a friend of the laundress and was called among the neighbors lame martha with the curl oh you poor thing how you do work standing there in the water she exclaimed you really do need something to give you a little warmth and yet spiteful people cry out about the few drops you take and then martha repeated to the laundress in a very few minutes all that the mayor had said to her boy which she had overheard and she felt very angry that any man could speak as he had done of a mother to her own child about the few drops she had taken and she was still more angry because on that very day the mayor was going to have a dinner party at which there would be wine strong rich wine drunk by the bottle many will take more than they ought but they don't call that drinking they are all right you are good for nothing indeed cried martha indignantly and so he spoke to you in that way did he my child said the washerwoman and her lips trembled as she spoke he says you have a mother who is good for nothing well perhaps he is right but he should not have said it to my child how much has happened to me from that house yes said martha i remember you were in service there and lived in the house when the mayor's parents were alive how many years ago that is bushels of salt have been eaten since then and people may well be thirsty and martha smiled the mayor's great dinner party today ought to have been put off but the news came too late the footman told me the dinner was already cooked when a letter came to say that the mayor's younger brother in copenhagen is dead dead cried the laundress turning pale as death yes certainly replied martha but why do you take it so much to heart i suppose you knew him years ago when you were in service there is he dead she exclaimed oh he was such a kind good-hearted man there are not many like him and the tears rolled down her cheeks as she spoke then she cried 
Oh, dear me, I feel quite ill. Everything is going round me. I cannot bear it. Is the bottle empty? And she leaned against the plank. Dear me, you are ill indeed, said the other woman. Come, cheer up. Perhaps it will pass off. No, indeed, I see you are really ill. The best thing for me to do is to lead you home. But my washing yonder. I will take care of that. Come, give me your arm. The boy can stay here and take care of the linen, and I'll come back and finish the washing. It is but a trifle. The limbs of the laundress shook under her, and she said, I have stood too long in the cold water, and I have had nothing to eat the whole day since the morning. Oh, kind heaven, help me to get home. I am in a burning fever. Oh, my poor child. And she burst into tears. And he, poor boy, wept also, as he sat alone by the river, near to and watching the damp linen. The two women walked very slowly. The laundress slipped and tottered through the lane, and round the corner, into the street where the mayor lived, and just as she reached the front of his house, she sank down upon the pavement. Many persons came round her, and lame Martha ran into the house for help. The mayor and his guests came to the window. "'Oh, it is the laundress,' said he. "'She has had a little drop too much. She is good for nothing. It is a sad thing for her pretty little son. I like the boy very well, but the mother is good for nothing.' After a while the laundress recovered herself, and they led her to her poor dwelling and put her to bed. Kind Martha warmed a mug of beer for her, with butter and sugar. She considered this the best medicine, and then hastened to the river, washed and rinsed, badly enough, to be sure, but she did her best. Then she drew the linen ashore, wet as it was, and laid it in a basket. Before evening she was sitting in the poor little room with the laundress. The mayor's cook had given her some roasted potatoes and a beautiful piece of fat for the sick woman. Martha and the boy enjoyed these good things very much, but the sick woman could only say that the smell was very nourishing, she thought. By and by the boy was put to bed, in the same bed as the one in which his mother lay, but he slept at her feet, covered with an old quilt made of blue and white patchwork. The laundress felt a little better by this time. The warm beer had strengthened her, and the smell of the good food had been pleasant to her. "'Many thanks, you good soul,' she said to Martha.